This is a warning because this episode has swearing in it. From the kitchen table, this is Gate Close Panic. about a week before it's actually going to be released. It's raining and it's pretty miserable outside right now. But by the time you hear this, I'll be in Greece, which is pretty nice. Um, I just got to the library after a morning coffee with my friend Carl, who is in the military, and then a haircut with my beloved hairdresser Jai. And I think both things kind of framed my thinking about this week's episode. I just said think too many times. Anyway, both Jai and Carl chose their professions while they were still teenagers, which means that now in their mid-20s, they've already got a much more established profession than a lot of their contemporaries do. Going into a trade or service seems to breed a certain attitude to work. You work a lot and you work hard. This morning, Jai was talking about the plateau you reach after about a decade of hairdressing where... Even though there are still new skills to learn, they're few and far between, so the work itself can become a little flat. Carl said something really similar, and he's been saying something like this for the last couple of years. When you reach that point where you have to decide between moving up into a higher role or letting your work just be a job and getting your thrills in your personal life, or to start again in something new. I don't have a trade, so I can only imagine how hard it would be to decide to leave behind something you've been doing for so long and that you've mastered. But that's what this week's guest, Katya, is considering. Katya is a florist and started her traineeship when she was 17. When we spoke, she was at a really interesting intersection in her life. She's about to finish her degree, which she's been completing whilst working as a florist, and has to decide now whether she's ready to walk away from her trade into an unknown field or continue on with something she's highly skilled in. And she talks about it in a really relaxed, funny and candid way, even though it's a really big, heavy decision, which I think kind of makes it perfect for our last episode of the season. I'll be back at the bottom of the episode as usual with a little more information about season two and things like that. Until then, enjoy. Name, uh, Katja Fedik. Beautiful. And currently I'm a florist and a full-time uni student. Woohoo. Okay, beautiful. All right. So like I said, let's just start from wherever you think is relevant. When did you first start to be interested in something that looked like work or might have become work? I don't remember specifically 
Whereas remember, like, I've got a very small family, but it mm. goes quite, like, it went quite deep mm. where I don't have any cousins, but I was very close with my grandparents mm. on both sides and my great-grandparents. So coming home from primary school to their house, because mum and dad work, um, like, my great-grandmother was always in the garden, like, picking veggies out and, you know, getting dinner ready and whatever. So that, I don't know, may have planted some sort of seed yeah just to like work like not for anything but like work to live so like you need to do it or something's gonna happen yeah um so yeah that's probably one of my favorite memories from life but other than that mum and dad work-wise mum has been in the same job for like forever yeah which is i don't actually know (laughs) no seriously i think my (laughs) mum's a spy i know this is scandalous I've been saying this for a really long time now, but I truly believe that my mum is a spy because her phone number changes every so often. Her office changes every so often. She works for the ATO, always has, but it cha- like her role changes. And I've only been to her office maybe twice in the last 30 years of my life. Yeah, so I can't call her my mum is a spy. <laughs> So Jerry's a role model. No, I know, right? So, and it's like I've only recently told her this. Like my whole family, I've only recently told. I've thought about it for a really long time, and um, yeah. So there's this like ongoing thing. Like every time I go to London, I'm like, oh, Mama went to like MI6, saw a couple of your pals there. I'm like, oh, it's just even Portuguese Saturday morning. So like, oh, I went to the shops. Oh, I went for a pretty long time. My dad was saying we're gone for like four hours. Like, all these little things. So I seriously think my mum's a spot. She'll tell me on her deathbed. Yeah. I've conjured this whole scenario <laughs> so perfectly. So, yeah, my mum's a spy, I think. Great. Okay. Touch wood. Amazing. <laughs> will probably come through the door now. Um, and then, yeah, my dad. Um, what did my dad do? My dad's recently retired. Mm. What did he do? Financial advisor, but he worked at home for a lot of it. Mm. So that was always in my face. Mm. Like, just seeing dad work. Mm. So... I don't know, I think work ethic has always been there. Yeah. And, like, my family have always been a part of their cultural community quite heavily as well, yeah. doing stuff, mm. even to this day, just constantly doing things. Like, mum's part of um, – I'm Ukrainian. Mm. So mum's part of the Women's Association. My sister is the vice principal of Ukrainian school. My wow. dad does stuff. With, like, they do so much. Mm. Um, and my grandparents as well did a heap for the community because they're migrants when they came over. So, um, yeah, I think a strong work ethic is where that my work sort of began. Yeah. But my first job ever, excuse me, wasn't until I finished school, Mm. which I didn't really like because I was really into, like, art and English. Yeah. But my school was not very art and English friendly. It was just like, oh, you should be doing science and maths. And I'm like, that's not how my brain is. Yeah. So I was a bit of a black sheep in that regard, mm. which is super common and I'm so fine with that. Mm. Um, but I loved my school, like would totally send my kids there. Yeah, so finished school, thankfully. And <laughs> I just remember like, yay, you don't have to like do this anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember not doing anything for a while after that, like a good maybe six months. And I remember my dad coming to me one day. He's like, right, you need to get a job. Because I'd get up at, like, 10 o'clock, like, having a break from 13 years study. Like, you need that time off. Yes. You need to relax and switch off. Um, and, yeah, so I remember him, like, just very politely, like, you need to find a job. And I was like, okay. Like, didn't have any reservations. Went to the newspaper. 
and found what did I do? Oh no, I went back to my work experience. Did you ever oh, do work experience? Yeah, yes, I did. What did you do? Uh, I did data entry at oh. the Royal Society for the Blind, oh. and I also polished glasses at the Hilton. Oh my god, my, I did Hilton stuff too, but I was in the kitchen because I used to want to be a chef, right? It was like the most intense week of my life. I bet. I remember crying. It was just like, I didn't know whether people were picking on me just for kicks. I was doing it with a friend. Do you know if they were picking on us just for kicks or like they were properly mean? And I was just like, I'd never want to do Like, they were all total boys club. Yeah. It was just like, oh my god, you guys are so scary. Like, oh. I feel like kitchens generally have a culture of being really terrifying. Yeah. 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 Very much so. How funny. But yeah, so I thought I'd try that again. Mm. And then I ended up getting a job there polishing cutlery and glassware and just three months of my life I'll never get back it was horrendous no shit I did that for three days and I felt robbed really like just hundreds of glasses I got my watch stolen while you were doing I had the jazziest mambo watch (laughs) this watch had a red face on it and I remember getting it for birthday and I was like this is like the Rolex of of your life. Maybe, like, I think I was 17 at the time. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and it totally got nicked one day. That could have been an heirloom. It wasn't, thankfully. <laughs> it was so gross. I didn't like the Hilton. I remember my manager being, like, super psycho as well. Like, she just needed she, she needed a very, like, big glass of vodka. Yeah. And a sit down. <laughs> she was always <laughs> intense. It's like, lady, calm your farm. The ultimate cure. Oh, she probably needed <laughs> more than, like, a few bottles or something. She was so I just I don't remember what her name is, but I just remember her posture was really rigid and mm. she was always like <clears throat> and like disapproving of everything and like slightly grunting. So yeah, that wasn't <laughs> there for very long. Oh man. Just, Where did you escape to? Did you just quit or did you find another job? I think I just quit. I think it was a mix of like starting really early and starting really, I'm sorry, finishing really late, like on and off. Mm. And I couldn't get used to it. And my mm. mum and dad were like, this isn't fun. I'm like, I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. So I think, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure my, everyone was just saying, I'm going to do it to Yeah. So I left that and then went to the advertiser. Uh, oh. <laughs> Here we go. Went to the advertiser, went to the like classifieds, like job section. And there was... There were two positions, mm. one to work at Smelly Cheese Shop. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, like, yes. cheese me up. Like, <laughs> give me goo. I just, oh, I was really excited. So it was that. Mm-hmm. And then the second one next to it was a position that had already been, um, a position that had already been, like, ceased, like the um, cutoff date had already been oh, right. um, passed. But I still really wanted to do it, and it was at Tint Flowers for a traineeship. And mm. I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to, like, apply. I still send it to this email address or whatever it was, maybe snail mail, I can't remember, um, and apply for it. And I'm like, nothing will probably happen because it's past the date, whatever. And, yeah, and I, that must have been, like, on the Friday. And I remember getting a phone call on the Monday from a lady called Felicity who was, like, the studio manager. She was like, your, like, CV cover letter was the best out of anyone's. Look at you. got it. And I was like, I remember running into like the kitchen. I was like, Mom, damn it. <laughs> and yeah, and so I got it. So um, that's where my floristry kind of kicked off. How old were you? Um, maybe 17, 18. Wow. Yeah, I think so. It was my, like, I call that my first proper job because the yeah. was just rubbish. Like, it wasn't. Never really got into the swing of it. Yeah, no, there was, yeah. I don't even know if I got super for it. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's just not relevant. Yeah, so I was there for a while 
and got my traineeship through them. How long does that take? I wasn't at Tint for very long. I think I was there for like a year and a half. Right. And I think I did like I would work and do TAFE as well. Mm. I think I maybe did that for a year. Mm-hmm. But TAFE were not very accommodating to my, dare I say, modern ways oh, of oh. floristry, which I found quite hilarious. And I remember one of the tutors who are probably still there because they're so dated. Um yeah, she was there and she was like, if you don't do it our way, we're going to fail you. And I remember saying that to this Felicity woman who initially hired me and she passed it on to the head honchos and I remember them saying back to the TAFE people, like, if you flunk her, we'll pull everyone out that we've, like, future people that we'll put forward for trainees. Like, we're not going to do it. Nice. If we're going to be that awful. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So, yeah, so they... I don't know whether force would be the right word, but it was just like, no, if you don't, like there's no reason to flunk her. Like if she's being modern and progressive with her designs, etc. like there's no, like it's incomprehensible as to why you would do that. Yes, yeah, purely um, out of taste. Yeah, so, but it's hilarious because you, I, like now I get some CVs sent through and you just look at it and it's like, this is exactly what they were teaching like 10 years ago. And it's still happening. Exactly the same. It's really like, astonishing in the age of the internet that that would still be the case. And you know what? It, the two people who were there when I was there, one of them's still there. Yeah. And you can totally see what their teaching is. Like it's infiltrated into certain things and you can pick out, oh, that's totally something that so-and-so taught yeah. because it's just so obvious. Mm. So, yeah, apparently um, update today as of today um that person is on leave so someone else who's there they're trying to modernize like their teachings and design aspects which is kind of nice because it's such a like there used to be a statistic years ago that floristry was like seven years behind the rest of the world which is huge yes like you're still going to have those retro florists that sell like red roses and gypsophila and think it's like you know the most beautiful thing ever yeah p.s it's not (laughs) Jobras are not your friends, sorry. Yeah, they're certainly not mine. And they're not definitely not mine. <laughs> um and so yeah, so you'll still have those and you can't escape them. Like that's in any industry, you'll still have someone who's stuck in their ways of doing mm-hmm. things. But it's just like, come on, like you said, like the age of the internet, like you're seeing so many beautiful things out there, like amazing things you can do. And tastes change, public mm. tastes change so rapidly now yeah. that well, if you're not staying abreast, then I can't imagine it would be feasible. Well, that's your yeah. internet education thing as well, because it's not just like flowers for an occasion. It's mm. like an installation, like an art installation. Yeah. It's for, just for the house. It turns into horticulture, like what you can plant in the garden, like all mm. these other facets that come from it yeah um anyways whatever so what did you what did you like about it when you were first um doing your traineeship i didn't know anyone who was a florist ah i thought it was cool yeah like i like no one in my family circle i knew excuse me i knew who was a florist like my uncle was a really good gardener Mm. i love being in the garden don't like worms but i like being in the garden (laughs) and yeah i don't know i just I like colour. I've always liked colour and I've always liked art. Yeah, okay. And so that was kind of, oh, that's right. And I never wanted to go to uni either. Mm. So all my friends at school went to uni, like mm. whether they were doing med, engineering, law, like all the classics. Oh, proper. Yeah, all the classics. None of them turned out to be like doctors, lawyers or anything, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
the number, sorry. Yeah, okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they you all, didn't want to. No, I just, I never, it, I'm not a scholastic person right. in that respect. Yeah. Like, I'm all just, like, visual, hands-on approach. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that's why HOSPO was interesting to me because I didn't have to know how to do it. Like, I didn't have to spend so much time learning it. It's mm-hmm. just, like, you become a creature of habit, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's probably why I picked going to the Hilton for three months. But no, and then going to TAFE and doing that, it was my outlet of not going to university but still getting an education in something that was artsy. Yeah. So, yeah, being, again, the black sheep at school in my friendship group and then in my family as well because no one else did artsy stuff like that. Like gardening isn't really artsy or anything yeah. it's just like you, know, you dig a hole you plant a tree big walk like because and then you have fruit yes like, yeah so it's practical yeah yeah so were, were you a black sheep in the sense that you were the only one doing what you were doing or were you a black sheep in the sense that it was received badly by your family or your it friends? wasn't bad never bad it was just different yeah like everything i do is different <laughs> i can't still like it doesn't <laughs> seem so different but like you look at my mum and dad it's just like oh they wouldn't have done that that's cool yeah and that's, like, not a bad thing. And the, it's taken a long time to get my head around that not being a bad thing. Mm. But it's like, no, that's just how I've done it. Cool. Yeah. It's a point of difference. It's a conversation starter. It's mm. not a bad thing. No. It's so fun. I think I'd rather be this yeah. than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Than trying to be, like, a med student. No offense. <laughs> Yeah. I just couldn't do it. Like, no. blood and guts grosses me out anyways. Like, I can't even do horror film. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. <laughs> uh, I – okay, so um, after you finished your traineeship mm-hmm. or after that year and a half, were you finished your traineeship? Uh, yes. Right. Yeah, okay. I worked a lot there. So it got to a point where I think I was being actually a little bit um... – Overworked. Overworked. Yes, we can say. Oh, over, yeah, very. Yeah, let's say overworked. Um, very much so. And I was young, and I didn't like. I don't know what work was. Yeah. But I remember just being pooped. Like I remember doing one Valentine week, which is the second busiest period in a florist calendar of okay. the year. Seventy-two hours. <laughs> Straight. I remember having my mum pick me up. I was obviously still living at home. Yeah. My mum picking me up from work at like midnight, one mm. at like twelve thirty, and then dropping me back off at like five a.m. And she, I remember her saying to me, "She's like, this is so illegal." Like, okay. I'm like, I know, but like, I need to. I can't just pull out now. Like, oh, yeah. That was like the biggest working week of my life. Bloody hell! And well, you can do anything now. Oh, <laughs> Call me Beyonce. I seriously <laughs> can do anything. Uh, well, actually, that kind of raises a good question just in terms of the practicalities of doing something like this. Um, in terms of your being paid during this period, do you think the part of the reason that you were able to do it is because you were living at home? Or do you think you would have been able to afford to kind of live out of home during that period? Like, do you think that would be available to somebody who couldn't? Oh, live at I don't home? know. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, okay. That's and okay. I think because it was still so, like, me working, me being in the working world was still so new and fresh, so living out of home really wasn't on the radar. Yeah, okay. Um, That's okay. But I'm sure I would have made it happen one way or another. Yeah. So, 
But that said, I didn't get my driver's license until I was like 20, 21. Mm. And my mum used to take me to work yeah. and pick okay. me up. Yeah. So if I didn't have that, like, There's I would have no been way. walking the streets of West Adelaide <laughs> at God knows what time. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't have been able to do, like, live out of home and do that. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, thankfully. You had mum. I had my mum. Um, what did you do next? Ooh. I think I travelled. I think I mm. broke up with a boy. Oh, yes. Yeah, I broke up with a boy. And then I think I travelled a little bit. And then what did I do? And then I got a job at Chibo. Uh-huh. Enter the Chibo chapter. <laughs> Close book on that one. Open <laughs> yeah, the Chibo chapter. That was like five years of my life. Oh, wow. Yeah. But you know what? Not in a, like saying it feels like a really long time. Mm. But in retrospect, yeah, okay, obviously, yes, it is a long time. Mm. But working there, oh, I was there yesterday at the Chibo I worked. I worked at three Chibos. Mm-hmm. But the main one, Chibo Prospect represent. Um like family like I go in there now same owners and a few of the same staff and it's like it's I still get my coffee for free like it's delightful nice excuse me not that I go in there often but yeah it's wicked and good friends came out of it just it was like working at home yeah yeah um, did you decide to go into hospo out of practicality, like, or did you want to leave floristry? I needed to, it wasn't leaving floristry, it was leaving that job. Mm. And a girlfriend of mine, like one of my oldest family friends, she was working at this Chibo at the time. And she was like, oh, we're looking for people. I was like, cool. I remember going in for an interview with one of the bosses and she's like, yep, yeah, cool. One more question. What's your favorite coffee? I'm like, I've never had a coffee in my life. Like, I have no like the smell of international roast is like the only thing I <laughs> period. Um, but yeah, and I lied about what coffee I had. I picked some random thing that I could see on the menu and I was like, yeah, I'll pick that. It was some like horrible concoction thing. I remember she made it for me and I had to drink it and I was like, this is vile. It had some sort of like syrup thing in it. Like it oh, wasn't proper God. coffee. It was like some Starbucksy gross Ugh, I don't you think pinch the trash coffee it was the only thing I could job. see it was the closest <laughs> thing I could see and I picked it I think she knew I was fibbing but anyways picked that it was fine and I was there for five years so wow yeah it was girlfriend as I said girlfriend was saying it was something available and I was like cool I need something like I mm. can't not work because mm. um, I liked working mm. I don't have any shoot working um, and yeah did that and got stuck there totally got stuck yeah. there but in between, like in those five years, mm. travelled to a few places, saw a few things, did want to go to uni during that time, but I got stuck and I was like, no, this is like riding a bike. I'm, I'm comfortable here. Yeah. I'm comfortable wearing my little red shirt. This is when I used to have still have red shirt. It's pretty yes. jazzy. Um, <laughs> and it's familiar. And yeah, I was like, no, I don't need to do anything else. I don't want to. Mm. But then it got to a point where one day, <clears throat> actually, now that I think about it, Every time I've left a job, mm. I've had this same sensation where I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Right. And so I remember leaving and I was like, I just, I remember crying as well. I was like, I feel so bad. They're like, don't worry about it. Like, 
You go, be grow, like the whole Oprah moment. Like, oh. Spread your wings, girl. That's <laughs> like, okay, cool. Did that. Um, and yeah, and then I went back to floristry and I'm still here. I gotta cut my timelines a bit all over the place. Yeah, so I went back into floristry. Where did you go? To the place you are now? No. I have to go by where I was living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it either goes by like ex boyfriends to yep. like what house I was living in. I don't know who he is, it's just seriously around that. I have exactly the yeah. same. Problem. And I don't have Facebook anymore either. No. I'm, I'm almost two years Facebook friend. Congratulations. Thank you. It's so good for your brain. Yes. Um, oh, where was I? I was living in Parkside with my friend Tim. Mm-hmm. And Adelaide Flower House was around the corner on Unley Road. And I used to go in there and like just, oh, these flowers are so beautiful. Like blah, blah, blah. And whatever. I never bought anything, but I used to just go in there on like a Saturday morning and sort of just peruse the stands and things anyways and then I saw the boss and I was like oh if you ever need help for anything like I'd be more than happy like to like pick up the rubbish or like, just do the crap that no one likes to do but yeah. they're not gonna just have some volunteer there like making stuff anyways and so she used to come into the Chibo that I was at which is Chibo Hatchery at this stage mm-hmm. and yeah and then we built her a pool that way anyways and so one day she was like yeah come and help and it was before I think no it was Valentine's Day and yeah after that Valentine's Day like a day or two later she came into Chibo she was like really appreciated your help like Mm. kudos to you thanks so much blah 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 do you want a job with us and I was like yeah sure I would love a job with you and so that was a quick transition into um out of hospo back into floristry Mm. and so from there she and her partner opened up the flower hut and all those little shops that mushroomed up over the next few years mm. um and so I was jointly managing that with Justine from East End Flower Market oh wow um and yeah working at Adelaide Flower House doing events and set up some things and like on weekends and then during the week being at the little shops and doing stuff that and building that um and yeah did that for maybe Four years, I think, just shy of four years. Was that more complex work than you ever done? It was different, like never being in a managerial role, but never having that title given. So it was a mm-hmm. very confusing job. Yeah. So it was just like whatever you get got told to do, you do it. And I'm that kind of person where I can't do things half-assed because it's not a reflection on the business I see as a reflection on me and that in turn is obviously a reflection on the business. So, yeah, I probably gave too much and didn't get enough back and that's why I left in the end and that's where I just wanted to get out of the floral industry. And, again, it was a Friday morning Mm. and I woke up and I was like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Went to work, was crying the whole time (laughs) at the flower hut of all places. It was mortifying, like Friday, busiest day of the freaking week. (gasps) Oh. And yeah, just like couldn't con- no, I couldn't it was like a wave, I just couldn't contain it. And yeah. I'm very I can be a very sensitive person, emotional person, and be total hard ass and like total bitches or <laughs> this day I was totally teddy bear. Yeah. And yeah, just like crying, stood behind the wall and I was like, Come on, pull yourself together. I was like, I remember talking to myself, couldn't I couldn't do it. And yes, yeah, so I was a total mess that morning. 
and then um, wrote up my letter of resignation on the shop computer, printed off on the shop printer, drove to Adelaide Flower House like a few minutes down the road to Unley Road. And my boss wasn't expecting me because every time I'd see her, she didn't like I'd call her and give her a heads up and whatever. Yeah. And I walked into the office and she was like, hey, what are you doing here? And I was just like, was so still. And she <laughs> like, I couldn't say anything because I would have just broken into tears. And thankfully she spoke the entire time. She was like, oh, you're not, you're not leaving, are you? And it was like breaking up with my boss is probably the best way to explain it. And she started crying because she obviously <laughs> knew because I started crying. And it was this whole like, yeah, very emotional attachments to your jobs by the sounds of it. Mm. <laughs> it was more like, yeah, it was more for me than for her the crying because mm. I think I was scared. Mm. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I was so excited to get out of it. Fell straight back into it. <laughs> I had like three months off because I was fucking exhausted. Exhausted, yeah. Like I've never been so like those seventy two hours at that place nothing compared to the like three and a half four years of they like I was pooped yeah and it was a really bad time for me probably like a really low point <clears throat> then moved back in with my mum and dad mm-hmm. had a horrible breakup oh. um yeah left my job I was probably oh I was at uni at this stage I was oh. doing like terribly at uni I think I deferred again mm. um yeah, it was just not great. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I took three months off, didn't do anything. For the first few weeks, I remember just being, like, really, like, I need to be doing something. Yeah, like, bad. checking emails. It's just, I remember my dad saying to me, like, whoa. I'm like, relax. Yeah. Which I hadn't done in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and then that took me to December of that year. I don't remember what year that was. Mm-hmm. Maybe two, three years ago. Um... And then I worked for Justine at Eastern Farm Market because she was getting married. Mm-hmm. So I helped her out there for like a month. Mm-hmm. And then I went and helped a girlfriend out for a good chunk of a year at her florist in Blackwood. So I was like, I need a job. Like, I need to pay my rent. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? Don't mm-hmm. want to go to a hospital or anything. Um, do any hospital job. Went back to floristry. Did that. That was pretty easy. And then ended up working at Austin Blinks, I wanted something a little bit more challenging and like the role that they were offering was I was like, I, was like, I can do this and mm. I'm like, you know, we're growing, we want to grow, blah, blah, blah. How do we, like, we want someone to be on board who can help us and I was like, I can do it. I grew, I grew all those little shops that mushroomed around the place. Yeah. I don't know how they're doing now, but like I helped you do, do that. Yeah. 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 And I remember like, you know, thinking back to it, it's like, fuck, I did a lot for those little yeah. Like, there should be a bench with my name on it. One day. <laughs> or a bucket or something. That's like the ultimate goal, a bench. <laughs> oh, man. That would be really, really good special. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I started working there October last year. What does your role entail there? Jack of all trades. I think with floristry, you have to be. You can't just be one thing. Right, okay. It's a really strange industry because it's you don't have, like, a front of house position. You mm. don't have, like, a chef position. You don't have a wait staff position. You don't have a glassy position. It's like you just do it. Yeah. Um, and some people are stronger than others, so I think I'm on the stronger end of that spectrum. Yeah. And, like, we're only a small team of four. 
And we've got a school, we've got daily stuff, we've got an eventy kind of side. Like it's, yeah, I'm checking four email addresses a day and that's just work stuff. Yeah. And then, or maybe three, sorry, exaggerated. Yeah, and liaising with, like, the boss and she's got other people that she talks to that won't come directly to the shop. And yeah. then, you, yeah, it's... Complex. It's... It just works. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not like McDonald's where you just pick what you want and run with it. Like, mm. you do have to cater to individual people. But that's just floristry, which I think a lot of people don't register. Right. Where a lot of people do try and make it streamline it to be really simple but at the end of the day it's not and yes it's, yeah so yeah jack of all trades that's my position there do you feel i mean as a um, as opposed to perhaps when you were at tafe do you feel a bit more supported in your kind of aesthetic mm. ideas there? totally <clears throat> excuse me i can just go to instagram now and just be like i'm gonna try and do that today yeah. nice yeah. which is really cool and like my boss is super open to it like She's on the higher end of the spectrum of, like, be as creative as you want. Mm-hmm. Like, there's stuff that she wants done her way, which is cool. But at the end of the day, it's like, but if you put your spin on it and it freaking works, like, that freaking works and they're going to try and replicate it. Like, it's, yeah, a constant um, process of evolution mm-hmm. and learning. And if you don't, you just become stale and you'll have gerbers in a box and you'll think it's pretty and it's not. It's no. fucking awful. <laughs> It's just, oh, <laughs> mate, don't even, don't even. Um, yeah. You're also studying full-time as yes. well as this. What are you studying? Uh, studying art history. Wow. Yeah, three-year degree that I think has taken me seven years. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. On and off, just like, but that's the thing, like, it's a life thing. Like, it's not, I'm doing it because, I don't know whether I want to get a job out of it. I would like to, and I did see a clairvoyant like a million years ago, and she was like, by the time you're 40, you're going to be in the art industry. And I was like, really? And that's always in my head, and I hate knowing that. Because whether it comes to fruition or not, like, who knows? But I remember her saying that to me, and I was like, cool. Anyways. Um, it's gotten into your subconscious. So, totally, so much so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, doing that because I like art, mm. but I've never known how. Like, I'm not artistic in the sense of, like, if you give me a pen and paper or I could draw stick figures like that's as good as it gets yeah they're freaking dynamite <laughs> so that's as good as it's gonna be like it's not gonna be anything like that yeah okay um yeah and I'm on the educational side of it like I like learning about the classics and I like color mm. so I'm really into like minimalism and stuff from like the 1960s yeah. and blah 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 it might seem boring to some people but I'm not doing it for anyone but myself Mm. and I think because I wasn't ever good at not that I wasn't good at school but because I didn't enjoy school I'm enjoying uni so and I kind of want that to be my like you can do this if you want and um yeah I'm doing it and I've got I think two more essays and I'm done congratulations thanks that's one of the very big ones that I need to write. But, yeah, it's fun. So I'm, like, you know, we've been talking about jobs and stuff. I am on the mm. fence of what I want to be doing mm. come the end of the year. Yeah. It's like, I'll have this uni degree. It's not going to get me a job because all I've been doing is just writing about stuff and I don't really know whether I want to be writing, uh, whether I want to be working in said industry. Because mm. I've tried a few times 
and it's all been like you don't have enough experience and it's like well how the fuck am I supposed to get experience like yeah throw me a freaking bone yeah please so yeah if I try and get a volunteer position at the art gallery one more time like if I apply for it I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot because I'll probably have better luck getting sympathy for that than I will a volunteer position there um that said was doing some volunteering at ACE which or ACE however you want to say it Mm. that was really fun and Mm. then I stopped doing that because work was getting really busy and felt space did that for like a year and a half maybe Uh two years which was really cool but yeah I don't know it's like this I need to get out of floristry it's fun but like I need to like pass that fashion on to the next group of people which there are so many people out there who want to do it yeah but like the only thing is they need to do it correctly Mm -hmm. or else they're going to fall back into that awful um dilemma of bad florists around the place and like just because you've got like you know some roses and some daisies don't call yourself a florist like it's it's an education thing it's like you don't want to call yourself a chef if you can make a toasty like yeah there's a lot of really good toasty but you're not yeah, a Michelin start. Kind no, of and I mean, I mean, I suppose that some of it will be people kind of respecting the mm. craft. Yeah, that's and that's a cool thing as well. I think a lot of people are slowly appreciating it more so. Mm. Again, with social media being what it is, yeah. the education being out there, Kim Kardashian having that ridiculous flower wall for her wedding a few years ago. Like, Thank you. No, seriously, <laughs> it's really yeah. helpful. It's like, oh, my God, you can do that with roses yes. and, like, peonies and everything. So yeah. Like, yeah, you can. Yeah. We didn't know we could do that. But, yeah, you can do that sort of stuff. And yeah. that's given, like, grounds to be a little bit more adventurous and whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, the last question is really cheap. Uh, it's just, is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you feel is kind of really salient to your um, story? Ooh. Don't rush. It's okay to have panic attacks. It's totally... <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking me. <laughs> I'm just having a breakdown. No, no, no. If work is getting mental and you're having, like, you're feeling a bit gross, it's so fine to have a freak out and have a break. And you'll probably come out of it better. Mm. Yeah. I think with all those times where, like, work's gotten really, like, where I've woken up, I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. I think they're all the initial steps of, like, having a bit of a, ah, I need to rest. So, and that's the thing. I, when I was at that first job, not at the Hilton, but the first one, and then when I was at the other florist place, there wasn't any support there to have a break. Like you go to work, you do the job, you don't have an issue with it, you go home, yeah. which is not very healthy. Like yeah. if there's a red flag that needs to – if there's a red flag, it needs to be raised. Yeah. Um, and you need to have that support. So thankfully where I am now, oh, mad support. Like my boss would be like, you seem really stressed, just go home. Like things will get done. And if it doesn't get done today, it'll get done tomorrow. Like yeah. it's no biggie, don't fret about it mm-hmm. so um yeah that's really good especially mm-hmm. with a work thing especially when you're young as well I feel it's not so taboo anymore to have issues and I think yeah. school as well I used to have mad panic attacks but I didn't know what they were yeah it was like massive crying fits so it's so fine mm-hmm. okay I think that's it yeah sorry that kind of ended on a bit of a I think Ooh, it's good mental health is a good thing <laughs> 
Perfect. Perfect. Uh, okay, cool. I'm just As I said last episode, I'll be reachable through our social and updating here and there on season two. So if you don't already, you should follow us. We're on Instagram and we're also on Facebook if you prefer that. Also subscribe on iTunes because it's the best and quickest way to get to know about new episodes when they go up or on SoundCloud if you don't do the iTunes thing. As usual, if you have any questions for me or for Kapcha or for any guest, just reach out to me. I'll be back later in the year. Thank you all so much for your support and encouragement. It's been really, really wonderful. Until then, I've been Sarah and Belle. This has been Gate Close Panic. I will see you in a few months. <laughs>